Hey everyone, welcome back to the Trade Therapy Podcast. I'm your host, Matt, and with me tonight, I have the plumbing princess, um, Anna. Welcome to the show. This is great to have you. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me, Matt. I am so excited to be here right now. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I mean, I was, I've been following you on Instagram. I mean, you've got a, a little bit of a bigger following compared to some other tradespeople, um, and I know that you've had your own like struggles or whatever. And so that's why I wanted to reach out to you. I reached out to you and was thinking, you know what, you've got a great, it seems like you have a good story to share because I mean, obviously you're, you know, you're a woman in the trades, but you seem like you've had your own other um, things that have been going on in your own personal life. Um, some things within the trades itself, but things that have been kind of going on um, outside of that. So just um, briefly, why don't you give yourself a little bit of an intro to um, everyone who might not know who you are? Yeah, of course. Um, so I am 26 now. Um, I've been in the trades for coming up on three years. So I started when I was 23. I came out of a divorce and it was right before the shutdowns of the pandemic that I decided to go into uh, the plumbing field. Um, and I worked for my dad for a short period of time, but working for family is really hard. My dad is a tough, tough guy to uh, work with sometimes. So I decided mm -hmm. to uh, go out on my own and work for other companies for a little while. Um, I worked for a service company that was very sales oriented, like pushy, high pressure sales oriented. Um, and I did not like that because I wanted to learn the trade. I didn't want to learn how to just be a salesman. Um, anyway, so I went into construction um, and I thought that I was going to be in a safe environment because I was working for a friend of a friend, um, somebody prominent, prominent in the plumbing world. And unfortunately, I was sexually harassed at the company and um, it really affected. Oh, yeah, it really it really affected uh, the way that I uh, viewed my field for a little while there. So I took I took a little bit of a break, took a step back, and now I'm back in the field again as a service plumber. So I'm currently learning service plumbing. Yeah, no, I get the whole thing with, because um, when I first started out, I mean, I was, I mean, I'm almost, I'll be 39 later this year. And um, I started um, about 11 years ago. So I started young, you know, kind of like, well, not young, but like old, like old, young, like, you know, like yourself, kind of like second career kind of thing. Yeah. And the first company, and, and the first company I worked for, um, I didn't know any better because it was like, you know, first job, like you don't know any better. You have no idea what's out there. And then my first job was like, you know, I'm in this residential, primarily residential company. And this, the owner was very pushy about sales. Like he had like, even like a little chart in the, um, in the meeting room. And it had like these, like almost like sales numbers. And I'm like, what is this? A used cars lot or whatever. I was only there for, I was there for less than a year. And then I left and ended up, you know, going to where I am now. And I've been now there for 10 years. And that's, it's not at all. That's just like, you know, like you're saying, you want to learn the trade. You don't want to be forced into meeting like some kind of sales quote or whatever so typically yeah it's like with for where i am now it's like i go there you know if someone needs me to repair something i make suggestions recommendations or whatever but it's like i go there and i fix a problem and you know if they're happy and then if they're happy then so be it so yeah i get the understanding of the wanting to be able to learn the actual trade and not be like oh yeah here's how you can sell stuff or whatever right so um yeah so um what i guess you said uh there are some things i um at one point you'd said there's some things like even like earlier on, like, you know, there's stuff that's been going on, obviously with your working in the trade or whatever, but you said, I think there were some things that have been going on even earlier on in your life. Um, some things, um, childhood things, I think, um, did you want to talk about that at all? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm an open book. Um, I mean, uh, there's been, there's a few things that I've kind of like opened up a little bit about. I, I posted a little bit about some things on my TikTok, a little bit more cryptic, um, nothing too much in detail. Um, Part, partly because growing up, like, being an attention seeker was not something that was uh, looked at, at ha in a happy light in my household. 
Um, but my, uh, my, my dad was pretty tough on me growing up, you know, um, I, I kind of grew up in his shadow a little bit. Um, and I also grew up in my older sister's shadow as well. Um, and that was tough on me growing up. I didn't have a whole lot of positive reinforcement. Um, and so going into the trade, going into the trade was a part, kind of this piece of me where I was like, all right, I want to make myself proud. I want to make my dad proud. And, um, just, I felt like nothing that I could do was going to make the people in my life that I really wanted to make proud, proud. And I had to kind of take a step back and realize like the only person that can make me proud is me. (laughs) And, um, that, that was a really, that was a really tough, tough time, um, in my life to go through and realize, uh, that, especially after a divorce and, um, and everything that happened in between, um, and then there was, um, there was a little bit of abuse in my childhood as well, which I feel like doesn't get talked about a lot. Um, I feel like I've heard so many, uh, abu- childhood abuse type stories from the men that I worked with in the construction field. And, um, you know, we would just share these intimate stories just on the job, but they don't really talk about it that much to anybody else, which I, I find interesting because, okay, like you find it, com- you find yourself comfortable enough, at least here at work to open up for things like that. But when it comes to once you're outside of work, you know, you maybe you don't feel like you're in that safe place anymore. Um, and that can be con- concerning sometimes. So um, yeah, abu- abuse was definitely rampant <laughs> in my childhood, um, both like um, ma- mainly like emotional and manipulative mm-hmm. type abuse, uh, not so much physical. There was some, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I, I had a, I had a little rough growing up. One thing that I can say though is that the trades have helped me grow and become a stronger person and become more sharp. Even though I dealt with some crap <laughs> as far as the harassment goes in the trades in the field, overall right. the experience has really grown me as a, as a person. It really has sharpened me up to be able to not see myself as like a victim um not saying that being a victim of anything is wrong or anything but i personally choose not to be a victim to my circumstances i like to rise up and um deal with my situations whatever those things may be yeah absolutely and i can um, somewhat relate in a sense um not myself personally but my wife has um has had she had a rough childhood herself and you know same kind of thing where um no matter what she did, it wasn't, it wouldn't make the people in her family proud or whatever. And so she's gotten to this point as well. I mean, just, but just, but since, you know, since we've been dating, since we were dating and then since we've been married, like she's gotten to this point now where she's just like, you know what, I'm just doing things because it may, I'm, I'm proud of what I do. Like I am personally proud of what I do and basically to, to hell with everyone else in a sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, there's still any of that aspect. I mean, I know like even myself, like, you know, we all want to make like our parents proud. We want to make the people in our family proud. But at the, at the end of the day, it's all about like, you know, where's your own personal pride in that sense? I think where it's, you know, just, you know, what do you, where, what, what mark do you want to make in your own life? Not, you know, care so much about like, what do, what, what do other people think about me? It's like, well, that really doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it really matters. Like, you know, for me anyway, personally, it's like, you know, what does my wife think about me? What do my kids think about me? Like, those are the people that matter most to me. Like, mm-hmm. it's my immediate family. Like, anyone else is outside of that. I mean, sure, you have to care a little bit, perhaps, you know, as far as, like, performance or whatever. But really, at the end of the day, yeah, like you're saying, it's like you have to just kind of realize that it's all about you. Like, you have to be your own person, your own, you know, autonomous person and not really care so much about what you know, everyone else around you is doing or what, you know, what they think of you. You just right. have to do things that you feel is right. And I feel like when I first got into the trades, um, I was really kind of parading myself in that, in that sort of light. Like I, you know, I have an, I don't care attitude. 
um, when I was first beginning to document my journey. And I was doing that under the facade and the guise of like, maybe in my mind, that's what I thought. But in reality, I was actually a very uh, scared and insecure person. <laughs> um, I, I, and mm. I, as far as like how, how your wife go, you know, feels, I totally, I get that and good for her. I'm glad that she's like doing that for herself and making those decisions for herself. Um, in the beginning, I definitely paraded myself to be that way. And now I am actually like that way. Um, I have to have that confidence to say, you know what, I'm going to post what I want. I'm going to document how I would like to, I'm only going to accept certain brand deals from certain companies that I really align with me, not just because I want to, you know, put my name out there in an egotistical way. I have that freedom where I always had that freedom, but I didn't have the confidence that came with that freedom. And you only get sure. that confidence when you can step back and say, you know what, I kind of need to stop caring a little bit about what everybody else needs from me and start listening to what I need to do for myself. If that makes sense. Sure. No, yeah. Oh, yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah, we're just like you're saying, like we've been, you know, we're saying back and forth here, like, you know, it's about the end of the day. Yeah, it's all about what you want to do. Right, right. And, you know, making yourself proud. Yeah. So um, I guess then I want to ask then a little bit maybe about, you know, that there was that small stint then where you were working with your dad kind of after you left. Um, I think you were doing some construction plumbing at that point or doing the, um, uh, was that also when you're doing some of the forklift stuff as well or the heavy equipment? So that was, I can't remember the timeline exactly. Yeah, no, you're good. I can fill you in on that. Um, continue, <laughs> can no, continue. What's your question again? No. Uh, so what was that like then? I guess, you know, cause you're saying about the whole, like, did that play, into, did that come into effect then too, when you're working for your dad, then like that whole, you know, the, I guess like that idea of that, that emotional abuse was still kind of there. Like when you were working with your dad, even though, you know, you were still, you know, like you're obviously doing some of the same work that he's doing and, you know, you're learning, wanting to learn more. So um, I guess, would you, would you mind sharing a little bit more about that then? Yeah, absolutely. I'm actually happy to talk about this a little bit more. Um, cause like I said, at the beginning, I, I haven't really talked about this a whole lot. Cause you don't, I mean, I personally, I love my dad to death. I never want to speak illy of him. Unfortunate, sure. Unfortunately, um, sometimes his behavior towards me as I was working with him is negative behavior. And no matter how I like state it or put it or talk about it, it's going to seem like I'm speaking ill of him when in reality, like it's just, this is the facts of the situation. Um, so yeah. Understood, yeah. Yeah. So um, just keeping that in mind. Um, I guess I bring that up and say that so much just because maybe there's that still there's that part of me that I still of course I still care about what his opinion is of me and if he ever were to hear me talk about this he'd probably be upset but at the same time he refuses to listen <laughs> whenever I want to bring these things up to him so I guess you know that's how he has to realize right. it that's that's on him um yeah so working with my dad was uh was very difficult and I've had so many people call, be commenting on my Instagram posts like oh why don't you just like go work with your dad again this and that um, I feel that my dad's behavior is stemmed from the fact that maybe he had a little bit of a rough upbringing as well. And in like this process of healing that I have gone through up until this point, to get myself to this point, I've learned that, you know, like hurt people hurt people and our parents do the best that they can do with what they had, like they did their best job. Um, and so I try to keep that in mind when I think about his behavior, but he was very verbally abusive. Um, he would really build me up and say, oh, like, you're going to be the best plumber one day. You're going to be incredible, blah, blah, blah. He would talk so like shiny about me to the customers and it would really make me feel good. Like make me feel like, yeah, you know what? Maybe I can do this. I can do this. And then as soon as we would leave 
the job and then go back home because I was living with him for a short period of time um saving up some money um we Uh would on the drive home he would start to tear me down or we would start to have a conversation about like how I just could do better or how I could be improving or should be improving and it just became this back and forth for a long time and anytime that I try to talk with him about these like sort of sensitive subjects he likes to gaslight me and make me feel like I'm I'm the problem um he has a lot of sort of behavior that kind of aligns a little bit on on the narcissistic side but I wouldn't necessarily call him like a full-on narcissist he has a little Mm -hmm. bit of those tendencies and so it was really wearing on my mental health and these are just really like small examples um like it just every I feel like every single decision any action that I would make if it wasn't even down to like me breathing if it wasn't exactly the way that he wanted it to be then I just wasn't doing it well enough, you know, and I was never, ever going to be as right. good as he is. You know, I'm never going to be as good of a plumber as he is. I'm never going to um, be as good in my life as he has done. It, you know, if I don't start my own business and I don't buy a home by the time I'm 40 and have, you know, a family and all of this stuff, like the, and I would hear it all constantly. So it just became a little bit of a toxic situation. And as soon as I, I walked away from that and I started, um, well, I, I stopped working for him for after that, and that's when I went to do the excavating stuff. Um, I was looking for a job, again, out in the plumbing field, but for some reason, I wasn't getting any bites. Went to do the excavating stuff. Um, I'm still living with him, though, at the time, and unfortunately, the, uh, the, the verbal abuse and the building up and tearing down continued to persist, despite me not working with him anymore. Um, And so then I ended up deciding to move out and that's when I got the job at, uh, at standard, uh, plumbing supply. Um, and I was super thankful that I did. It offered me a really safe, um, environment to work in that was very flexible and very forgiving. Um, I was going through some health issue type stuff that I believe was related to stress, um, all of, all of this, yeah, all, all of this going on. And finally, finally, um, I decided to go back into the field and I never even told my dad to this day. I still haven't even told him that I, that I went back in the field. I put some distance between him and I, um, I said, oh, wow, yeah, yeah, I sent him a really long, like heartfelt text, letting him know, like, you know, this is your behavior. This is how I feel about it. And, um, unfortunately because of this, I'm going to have to take a step back from us being as, as close as we are. And he basically told me that I need to get a therapist. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know what? That's, <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that. And um, ever since then, we've been doing a lot better <laughs> since I've laid down yeah. some boundaries. Yeah. So, but that's tough. You know, it's tough living in someone else's shadow when you're trying to mm-hmm. carve your own path. Yeah. And what you were saying there um, it reminded me of, um, um, another guy that I follow, um, Gary McCready, who's the HVAC know-it-all. Um, he just had a podcast episode talking with two other guys, um, that talking about like that whole, like apprentice mentor relationship and like, how, how do we train apprentices now? Like, you know, back in the day was, you know, you know, if you need to get something, you better go get that right away or else you're going to get a wrench thrown at you, that sort of thing. And, you know, the, and the two guys that he had on were, um, talking about their own stories and how sometimes they had to work, do, they did some stuff with their own family, but, and they were saying like, yeah, working for the family was, yeah, okay, you know, like, he might have been, like, you know, my uncle or whoever it was, 
or dad or whoever it was like he might have been a royal pain in the ass but he was like just because it was just like I, you know when you're here you're here to work you're here to get the job done kind of thing but then at the end of the day it was just like you know you're still my kid you're still my nephew son whatever like you know i still love you that sort of thing and so like there was that it seemed like you know there was like that nice break where there was like yeah okay you know you're helping me do this job but now when we're done you know if you're helping basically it was like if you're helping me to work you're doing the work once we're done then okay then we're back to normal so but it seems like there was not for you then it didn't seem like there was that boundary Mm-mm. in place with your dad where it's just like everything was just constantly kind of about that and i can understand that again as well where i've you know like with my wife and her sharing some of her stories about you know just the the degrading kind of talk and how that do- it does it does it totally wears on you i mean and worse i mean she still deals with it in some way with another family member now too where it's just like this and she's trying to distance herself away from that person as well. And it's, yeah, I understand. So yeah, that's almost what you have to do where you just basically have to set that boundary, hard boundary. And you say, you know what, I'm done. I'm out. I can't deal with this anymore. Like I'm, I need to need space to breathe and grow and not be surrounded by such negativity. Like I need more positive energy in my life and you're not a source of that. So peace. Exactly. <laughs> and that that's like in layman's terms, that's pretty much what I told him. Um, and he, I don't know if he's like, it's almost like, you know, things haven't even changed. Like, that's how little he realized what was going on, with, you know, between us two. That's how little he realizes his own behavior. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm just happy with it being as chill as it is and, and calling it good from there. Because, yeah, like, it's that's really what it was. Like, there's – as soon as I met my boyfriend, because that's who I moved in with. As soon as I met my boyfriend and I saw the, the family dynamic between his family and the way he – is treated by his family and the way he treats his family compared to mine. That's what truly when I realized like, this is wrong. Like something's wrong here. Like I'm not, I am not being treated the way that I feel like a normal, like parent um, child relationship really goes down when it comes to like a father daughter type thing. And um, I didn't, I didn't realize that I, I kind of had a little bit of an existential crisis about it there for a little while. Like I really had to work through some stuff. Um, and so going back into the field, I really battled with it. I really, really battled with it um, because I was like, am I doing this for myself or is there something deep down in me that's still wanting to just please my dad and try to like have him live vicariously through me? And I did a lot of deep soul searching and I realized like, no, my purpose on this earth is to serve others. And every single hand that I've been dealt as far as my career path goes hasn't stuck or it was mainly uh, went after for more egotistical purposes. Whereas plumbing, no matter how hard I try to reject it, it just sucks me back in every time and it doesn't let me go anywhere. And I'm like, all right, there has to be some sort of weird universal correlation to this. So if I want to be good at something, Mm -hmm. I might as well just stick to it. And then I get oh, to yeah, absolutely. serve others for that purpose as well. So I, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Oh there. yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And there's another, another guy, um, his name is Josh Solon. He has a book out called on blue is the new white. And he has his own little podcast, but his, that's what he keeps saying too. Like same kind of thing where he talks to all these people that have like, um, almost like second careers in the, in the trades. And he basically says, you know, almost everyone that goes into the trades happens, just happens into it accidentally. Like no one goes, no, like a lot of, unless they happen to like work for somebody beforehand or like, are like second or third generation, like a lot of people like myself, even it sounds like even for you, especially being, uh, you know, especially being a woman in the trades, you know, you don't get into it intentionally. You just kind of happen to it. And then you're just like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing. Like, yeah. why, you know, why did no one ever tell me about this? Like, what the heck? This is so cool. I get to 
play with torches and fire and like, you know, turn wrenches and like, you know, fix things and go from job to job and like no day is ever the same. Like, this is great. I get to work outside whenever it might be warm or cold, but at the same time, it's like, you know, no day is the same. I'm not sitting in some cubicle. This is great. I love this. Why didn't anyone ever tell me this? This is the best kept secret ever kind of thing. Seriously, seriously. And I mean, I was raised by a plumber too. And even he, he never encouraged me to be a plumber. Like he never did. Growing up, he never said, so I even never had that like idea in my mind of where I could even do this for myself. So you're so right. It was definitely one of those like on a whim kind of like, all right, I don't have anything else to lose at this point. Fuck it, you know? And uh, here I am, Mm -hmm. you know, three years later, despite all the ups and downs, like I'm still in it. And um, that's awesome. That, and that's how it should, that's how it should be. And that's really, I think that's the real true heart of the trades, you know? I know that um, the, the, the work itself, like that's the final product, but the people are what really make the trades happen because without us, then, you know, those pipes are going to get put together by themselves, but that's, right. that's a true spirit. That's why people get so, um, you know, defensive and into their work and stuff like that, because it's really like a blood, sweat and tears all in type, type of career. And uh, it really sucks you in. You know, it really does. You put your you put your heart into it. And um, that's what I think also makes it stand out a lot from other careers as well. You know, it's not just about oh, yeah. money. I mean, yeah, the money helps. The money sure. is awesome. I mean, <laughs> I mean the money, like, like, obviously, that's number one reason. But, like, <laughs> second reasonings, though, underneath that are still good and wholesome. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, it's like for me being, you know, for me being the trade, I mean, I do HVAC. And so, but for me, it's just like, I can, I go home now and my wife could be like, Hey, you know, can you look at such and such this thing? It seems like it's broken or whatever. Can you take a look at it and fix it? I'm like, Oh yeah, sure. I can take a look at it. And then next, you know, like I'm, I'm fixing whatever it is, you know, it's, you walk it's over just to funny. Cause just like, yeah, I can fix that. Like, <laughs> I got that's this. How, oh how yeah. How it's, that's how I feel. But maybe I'm just still too young, too new in the trade still. <laughs> Well, it's like, you know, like I had, what was it? At one point, my electric stove or electric was the oven like stopped working. I'm like, oh, I can think I can tear this thing apart and figure it out. And sure enough, I tear, tore it apart, figured out what was wrong with it and fixed it. And then and, um, like another time it was like our dryer work wasn't, wasn't working. And it was like, what the heck? And I'm like, all right, I'm going to tear this thing up. I sure enough, I tore it apart, found out there was like this, um, there's like some kind of like manual limit that if it gets too hot, it burns out or whatever, because the dryer gets too hot. And I'm like, oh. I got this when, you know, found the part online, ordered it and fix it. And, you know, most people would be like, oh crap, it's broken. I need to get a new dryer. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I just got like this little $5 part and we're back up in business kind of thing. So yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so um, I guess back on like the mental health kind of thing. Um, I know you had said at one point, I guess when you first got started in the field as well, like there was some, um, uh, like some se- sexual harassment stuff going on. Um, like did that, what was there everything ever kind of like a resolution to any of that? Or is that just basically like, you know, that's all gone or would you maybe go and want to go into that? I mean, I know you had like a YouTube video about that as well, but I know that, you know, that's, that's a, a bit of a thing. Yeah, no, um, no, that's a really good question. Um, I, at the time when it all happened, I had people encouraging me to get a lawyer and sue them and do all this stuff, but I was just really scared. I was really scared about what was going to happen. And so I just never ended up going through with that. So that's all dead and done, unfortunately. Um, and then I just went through this period where I was just really, really angry about it. And I remember I was like posting some really angry stuff on like TikTok. I was posting some angry stuff on Instagram. Um, I was kind of going through it and I, um, I was going to like, kind of try to come in by like, like a whirlwind, like a storm. Like I was just gonna, I wanted to hire a company to do my film, like interview me, make it into like this big deal, 
maybe reach out to some news outlets and put it on the news and do all of this crazy stuff. Like I really wanted to just be a, you know, renegade and make an impact. But the more that I like meditated on all of those decisions, the more that I realized like, and I've always known this, but the more that it sat in with me was I'm not a malicious person. I'm just not like whether what happened to me was good or bad, or it's not even a fear thing. It's just like, okay, you know what? that's just a direct reflection of your character that's it all you're doing is proving who you are your character to the people around you and if i had to be a pawn mm-hmm. in that then you know like that's just what the universe dealt to me okay you know and they're gonna get theirs whether it's this lifetime or in hell or next lifetime whatever they believe like they're gonna get theirs and that's fine with me as far as like any more resolutions than that not really those people haven't reached out to me they haven't said anything to me i haven't gotten like served any like subpoenas or anything to appear in court, you know, <laughs> because they were threatened. There was a one lady in the office that was threatening to sue me because I posted uh, some screenshots of her text messages, even though I, I blurred out all their names and everything. She was threatening to sue me because I did that. But um, at the same time, you know, she was kind of, she was texting me some like unsavory things. So I got mad, <laughs> but um, you know, that's how we all learn. But as far as anything happening with that, like, legally no and then as far as anything else not so much i've been trying to focus on more positivity in the trades um Uh and it's it's that in itself has been even tough because i'm going back in the trades like i've been tired and sore and irritable and it makes me feisty and (laughs) it makes it tough so (laughs) i'm on this journey now of all right how do i balance being that good strong happy-minded like level-headed guy that you see like you that rare guy you meet in the field but he's just like happy to be there i want to be that guy but i still i think i still have some getting knocked around to do before i just lose all my sense of like sanity and like i don't care like it's fine we'll get through this you know oh yeah for sure i mean yeah i mean that's just it i mean good on you for just being kind of realizing you know like you know you yeah you could be like like overly negative and just angry about it but you know the fact that you kind of want to twist that around just be like you know what you know they'll get theirs one way or another they'll get theirs and i'm just going to keep on just trying to be a positive light so good on you for that as well i mean because i know you know that's it it can be hard to do that where you know that's like you know that's our human nature in a sense to just want to be like lash out just be angry or whatever but then you know like there's you know there's someone else that recently had something similar i um i saw something similar where he just was like you know he got called out on it and that person was that it was like a friend of his was just like look dude you're not that person like why are you why are you being like that like you are not that person and you know he ended up having like a long heart to heart with that guy and was just like you know yeah you're right i am that is not who i am that's not who i want to be like i just need to not be so down on myself and just like you know me it's like me against the world just be like no you know what i'd rather just be like that light of positivity so yeah good on you for that i mean yeah i understand though that you know <laughs> you get those long days i mean you know when you just want to be like all right i'm done i, I don't want to do anything more just like you know just just put me just give me just give me my my dinner or whatever and just put me to bed like i'm done like i'm toast like i am you know just stick a fork at me i am done like a well done steak here i'm just toasted yeah and it's not only that too it's working around the guys in the field like I'm a more masculine energy, like I'm feminine, but I have a more masculine personality. Um, and so mm. being around, you know, these rough and tumble guys and they treat me, they treat me like a guy, like genuinely, not, not in a weird way anymore. I'm finally at a company where I'm like, I'm safe. I'm treated decently. I'm respected, but they just treat me like another one of the guys. And so I come home and I just have this, like, I'm just dripping masculine energy. And I come home, I see my boyfriend, I'm like, hey! you know, I'm like, <laughs> and so like, sometimes that pours out into my posts and I'm like, you know, this isn't very peace and love of me. 
everybody. So, <laughs> but absolutely, yeah, I come home tired. I come home, you know, cursing like a sailor, talking like one of the dudes. <laughs> Um, and so stepping, trying, not stepping away from that, but embracing that while at the same time embracing, you know, the more feminine, feminine side of myself. Um, because with that femininity comes like that nurturing that like, <laughs> that, that those qualities that you don't see in plumbing a whole lot or in the traits that, that are more male dominated, for sure. You don't, you don't see that. A whole oh lot, yeah. So for sure. And now, and, um, and so that's great that you found that you do have a company that, you know, and I've heard some other, um, tradey ladies as we call as some of us call them like yourself where it's like you know they have found like their niche now and they're just like in this place where it's like yeah you know you know they are one of the guys in a sense where it's just like you know yeah okay yeah you're a woman but you know what you're here to do the work you're here to get mm -hmm. to do the job done you've got a good work ethic like that's all that matters mm -hmm. like you know who cares who cares if you're you know if you're a man or woman like as long as you're there to do the job and you're getting working hard and getting the job done then then we're all then we're all the same in that sense so yeah right. good for you for at least for finally kind of landing in a good place in that sense and that you're out of like these um negative environments or whatever um thank you yeah no and, you know, thank you so much yeah and so and i guess you know and like you're saying you were that um that supplier there for a little bit um I guess like that was a nice, you were saying like that was like a reprieve in a sense because that was, you know, you were getting away from everything else and that was, you just kind of needed like that mental break from plumbing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I understand that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they, I mean, they really loved me there. It's, it's so crazy to me how much the workforce has changed, even just from when I, I've been working since I was 15 and a half. Um, I'm mm -hmm. 26 now, so almost 10 years of my life I have spent working. And even from the time that I first started working up until this point in time, the workforce has changed so much. So going into standard, I mean, if you think that it's hard to find people out in the field, you know, in your selected trade, just to find good help there, like it's like that everywhere. And so um, the people that I worked with at Standard were all awesome, but we, they had a hard time finding people that wanted to stay working there. So when I came in, I mean, like, I have a really hard work ethic, and it was not a difficult job at all. Like, I could have stayed working there and been happy. Like, I would have been happy. I would have been comfortable. Like, it would have been easy. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm a woman. I like to get, make things difficult and complicated. It's been my nature. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> I think I just personally <laughs> like to keep things complicated. I think I needed that like I needed to go back into the field because I just I, I needed I just needed to be whipped back into shape you know because I'm so tough like I need to be doing something tough anyways I went off on a tangent but working at standard um was that reprieve um because of it was laid back it was easy and they were having a hard time finding people so I come in I have a good work ethic I mean I, I was coming from a job where it's like if you don't have anything else to do you pick up a broom and you start sweeping you know whereas you go into a job like that and there's downtime okay well, like I guess we can like screw off on our phones like you know but I didn't like to be that person. So I'd pick up the broom and I'd start sweeping or I'd go down the aisles, see if there was things I needed to organize. Mm -hmm. It was very lax. Um, and they wanted to promote me. I was only there for, I think after four months, they were talking about already wanting to promote me into a management position. Um, and uh, yeah, they they included me in holiday pay that they didn't need to include me in yet at, to that point because I hadn't been working there long enough. They had benefits. They had all these really, really good things going on for them. Um, but I, and I could have stayed there, but there was still that, like I had mentioned before, that longing, that calling to go back into the field. 
I just felt like I was destined for something more than that. And the reason why mm -hmm. I got that job over all the other 13 different job applications that I had sent out to plumbing companies, I walked in there and I got that job pretty much right away was because of the fact that I feel like I was manifesting rest for myself without even realizing it. And since getting that job and resting, going back into the field now, I'm like totally renewed, bright eyed, bushy tailed, ready to do it. I don't dread it. I'm not nervous. And um, without that, I don't think that I would be back in the field where I am at right now. I think I would still be kind of like lost a little bit and struggling. So. Oh yeah, no. And that, I mean, it sounds like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it sounds to me almost in a sense, like you needed to kind of have like that reprieve. And I mean, that's true with anybody where you have to have some kind of like a resting period, it just any like daily life, whatever, you know, every, throughout the week, whatever. So it sounds like then for you, like if you almost like in a sense, like, you know, maybe you can just call it fade or whatever you want to call it, but that there was like something there that was basically saying like, you know, no, you need to take this time to just like find yourself and just kind of get yourself like back, you know, have a good solid foundation set before you get thrust back into the field. Because maybe if you had been going back into the field, you maybe just could have experienced some kind of burnout, it sounds like perhaps. And so having like that job there where it was more relaxed and you could just basically focus a lot more on yourself, it seems like, and get yourself like all sorted out. Sounds like that was almost like in the sense, like your own little, um, like your own little therapy room then, like with that job was just like, here's your therapy just to say here, just take some time and just slow down. Just yeah. take some time to not from away from the hustle and bustle of everything. Yeah, no, it's a hundred percent, hundred percent. That is absolutely what it was, um, really. And I did, I slowed down. I would write myself little notes, you know, like slow down, listen to people when they're talking. I learned so much not only about plumbing, working at the supply house, I learned about all these sorts of different fittings and different, I mean, so much. I feel like a lot of my plumbing knowledge in the field actually finally came together and everything started to finally make sense because I started working at the supply house for one, which is really cool. And then for two, I also was working on myself. I was learning myself. I was reading a lot of books. I was watching a lot of um, videos, YouTube videos, uh, documentaries and things like that. Uh, just trying to learn about ways that I could just keep taking care of myself and my, my mental health. And cause I really wanted to build myself up stronger in the case that if I was going to go back into the field, cause I wasn't sure if I had wanted to or not, if I was going to go back into the field, I'd be ready for it. Well, I ended up going back into the field and it was a good decision that I, you know, took that time for myself. So it, it worked. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's not, you know, and from what I've seen lately, it sounds like you, you know, you are ready, like, you know, that you're there now. And I can, you know, I've heard some of the, some of the stories where you're like, I mean, obviously like, you know, we were supposed to meet last, meet up last week and then you ended up getting called out to do some kind of emergency repair or whatever. And, you know, and that's just it like this, you know, it never, you know, it doesn't stop, you know, plumbing, HVAC, electrical, like all, any of those trades, like, you know, something breaks and someone, someone's in a panic, like you go, like, that's it. Mm -hmm. You know, something breaks down or whatever, like you go. So I get it. So, I mean, good on you then, like I said, for being able to kind of take that, those steps in your own life to kind of get yourself into that good mental space and to basically, you know, be able to say like, you know what? All right, I got this now. Let's go kick some ass kind of thing. So yeah. that, that's great. I mean, I, I love to hear it. And I, I'm looking, really looking forward to seeing what, what the future holds for you as well. Thank you so much. One thing that I just came into my head as you were uh, mentioning that last name, it was um, something that I've been thinking about a lot lately is I see a lot of posts on both Instagram and TikTok about um, people are really kind of crapping on the hustle culture in quotations um, where, you know, people are working their butts off, you know, 20 plus hours, however long a day, 
um, and really emphasizing like, oh, hard work, hard work, hard work, where a lot of people who are burnt out or who have been burnt out are like, you know what, that's not really the life I want to live. Like, I don't mind working a little bit less, even if that means sacrificing a little bit of like luxurious comfort just for my like sanity and happiness. But in the trades, you can't do that. It's like, at least in the service trades, well, not even in construction, because mm-hmm. in construction, construction hours are construction hours. In the in the trades, you have to always have that hustle mentality. There's no like, you know, oh, well, like, I think that I'm just going to work like four days. I'm just going to let my boss know I only want to work four days this week because I need like a mental health break. Like, that's not a thing as much in the trades. Maybe it's becoming a little bit more popular. Um, so because of that, because you don't like always have that freedom, like you said, there's always going to be emergencies. There's always going to be something that's going to need to be getting done. If you go in and tell your boss like, oh, I can't work this week because my brain has a boo-boo. Normally the boss doesn't care. The boss wants to get the job done because somebody's house is flooding. Um, you have to find ways in order to take care of yourself to where it's still productive for yourself on the job as well, to where you can still continue to work. You know, so waking up in the morning, stretching, eating healthy, um, you know, taking time, even 10 minutes of your day, just alone time for yourself. When you work in a field like this, you have to really prioritize these things in smaller amounts um, because of the fact that like all of that whole white collar idea of like, oh, I don't want to work in hustle culture and I just want to live comfortably doesn't exist in the trades. And I don't think it ever will, no matter how much um no matter how much um like progression happens as far as like new generations coming in and stuff the work has to get done when the work has to get done so oh yeah for sure i mean it depends i think a lot depends on like a company's culture like who's like the person in charge whatever like i'll say for my example for myself anyway like where i am has been very relaxed like i've had some other some of the older guys that have been in that have been around and you know they ended up where i am now and they're like, this is like one of the most relaxed places I've ever been. I mean, so a lot depends. It does depend on like a company culture. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's for me anyway, it's nice because like if I'm on a call somewhere and, you know, say like the office, it's like a hot, like say it's a hot day in the middle of the summer and like the office just gets totally, is getting totally slammed. Like, yeah, they might be calling me and saying, Hey, you know, we've got, you know, where are you? We need you to kind of help out with whatever. And I'll be like, okay, but first of all, I need to take care of this person here. Like this person is my, is the customer right now. Like I need to focus on them right now. And and they're like, yeah, that's fine. Just, you know, whenever you get done there, just give us a call, let us know. And we'll just, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll figure things out or whatever. So, I mean, that's the nice thing is like, I don't, it depends. Like, again, it depends on the company culture. Cause like you do, like, you know, we all have seen like the different memes of the construction memes or, you know, um, or even like service, you know, service, uh, means where they're like, you know, dispatch is calling for you for one more call. And you just have like that, you just get like that face of like, ah, oh, son of a bitch. Yeah, kinda, you know, yeah. you just have like, you know, you see all those things. And for me, it, I mean, I'm for, I mean, obviously I'm very thankful with where I ended up because I know that where I am is definitely not the norm. And I can't say, I mean, I know, and I know there are other people out there that it's, you know, that's becoming a little bit more of the norm, but I hear what you're saying though too, where it's like, yeah, that is still like very prevalent where it's just kind of like that we don't care. You got to go. I don't care if you work 14 hours a day. I don't care if you're working 16 hours, you know, whatever. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't care if you have to work, you know, 18 hours and then you don't even, you know, I still want you to be in here the next day, even on you've only had four hours of sleep. And, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, you get those kind of people and that's like, that's going to create that kind of burnout that you, you know, like you experience in a sense, but that's going to burn people out. And yeah, that's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's something else that I think needs to change, where it's just like, look, you know, long story short is that, you know, we're all expendable in one way, shape or form. Like, you know, 
we're all going to die. I mean, that's that's just the long and short of it, you know. And so whenever we leave this earth and, you know, our job spot is vacant, well, guess what? Someone else is going to come in and fill it, in theory. I mean, you know, the, the work's going to keep going on. And one of the things um, that I always try to keep in mind, my head too, is like, if I need to take a day off, like, even if it is like a mental health day or like my wife has needed to take some like mental health days because, you know, she's at home with my five kids. There have been times where I've told the office, I'm like, look, I'm like, you're going to have to figure something out because I, m- my wife needs a break. And you know, I'm like, I'm sorry, but you know, you can do whatever you want. But, and then they're usually, you know, they usually hem and haw. And they're like, oh, you should have given us more warning. I'm like, well, look, you know, sorry, but yeah, like, family's I have more important. Like, yeah, and the life is unpredictable. Welcome to life. Like that, that's also service plumbing. Like service plumbing is unpredictable. My life is unpredictable. You're in HVAC. I'm sure HVAC is unpredictable. Like, <laughs> just throw it back in their face. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. But <laughs> absolutely, you know, 100%. Yeah, that burnout culture in the trades is still uh, very prevalent. However, I do feel, I do feel like with a lot of, of the trade labor shortage happening all over the, I mean, all over the world, um, I feel like employers, like, I've heard a lot of people that have employees, especially like the older, like salty dog type tradesmen, um, that bitch about, like, oh, nobody wants to work anymore. Like everybody's lazy, you know, these lazy Gen Zers, lazy millennials, whatever. Um, but eventually it's going to get to the point where it's like, they can't find anybody. So they're going to have to step back and be like, all right, well, what is it that people want? Well, people want more sick days. People want more time with their family. People want you know, maybe to take a day off here and there because they're getting burnt out. And so, because right now a lot, a large majority of the trades don't offer that, they're probably going to start leaning towards offering those sorts of things, you know? Um, and I think that that may help a lot as far as building the careers in the trades, as long as that be, can, can finally come into like a positive light, you know? Oh yeah. And that's, you know, like I said, that's, you know, one of the reasons why I have like this started this whole thing was to basically kind of make mention of the fact that, you know, we're, you know, we are human beings out here. Like we need, we have families, we have responsibilities outside of work. Like work is not the only thing. And so that's where for me, it's like, yeah, we need to have those, those discussions and have people realize like, you know what, we need that time. We need space to kind of like do our own thing. And so, I mean, like I said, again, like it's, I mean, I'm glad for where I am and um, being able to take that time for myself and just, you know, be able to take vacations with my family. And it's like, you know what, you know, the, the job, you know, the job will, will be there when I get back. You know, it's not, you know, someone else can handle it. Like there's, you know, a handful of other people that can do what I do. It's not like, and then the people that necessarily might want me specifically, well, they say, well, that's okay. We can wait, you know, because it's worth the wait for, you know, for, for Matt to show up or whatever. I mean, so yeah, I get that. And so it's, I think it's a lot of it. Again, it goes back to employers kind of getting away from this idea of go, go, go. And just being like, you know what, we need to treat our employees better because I mean, in some way then that is, it keeps like it keeps those people that you, know, you have that retention then with those people because you know they're like you know what they see you as you know your employers see you as more than just you know a number or just like a work person or a muscle person or whatever like they see you as like a a human being that has their own responsibilities so yeah i wholeheartedly agree and i think i mean it seems like like there have been some there are inklings here and there i think that where that is kind of becoming more of the norm where it's like you know what yeah like you know you need to take time for your family or whatever you know so i do see those sorts of things kind of change yeah no that's and that's really good i'm glad that you're bringing up the fact that you know where you're working is a safe environment for you mentally and it's the same where i'm working now too um my boss he's been through a lot in the field he's 
worked very, very hard and he understands that burnout. And so, you know, when any of us go to him and we're like, hey, you know, we need an extra day of rest, like he's usually pretty okay about things like that. And I'm really glad to see that companies are are going a little bit more in that direction for sure. Um, and that, and that's how it should be, you know, like you said, at the end of the day, like we're all going to die one day, you know, we're, we are, our bodies are not permanent. Um, our bodies can get injured our bodies can get tired out. Um, and, uh, finally realizing that this is awesome. Like really it is. Hmm. Absolutely. How long? Well, Anna, what's that? Go ahead. I ask you, how long have you been in HVAC? I've been doing HVAC for about 11 years now. Um, yeah. So like I said, I mean, so like, I mean, I'm going to be turning 39. So I went to school. This is like uh 2012 is when I went to school for it. Um, so I was about, uh, let's see, about 20, I was about 27, 27 at the time, about to turn 28. And so, yeah, I went through this schooling. It was a year long process. And then um, once I got out of school, I was working for the first company I was with. Um, I was with while I was in school, I was working for them. And then when I left school, I was quickly sending out resumes and applications because I wanted to kind of get away from that place. And that's where I ended up now. And that's where I've been now for the last about 10 years. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not I'm not someone that, you know, a lot of some of these other people that are like, oh, I've been doing this since I was 18. No, like I'm one of the I'm one of the older one of the older starters in a sense, kind of like I mean, kind of like yourself in a way, you know, like, you know, starting in like your mid to late twenties mm-hmm. kind of thing where it's just like, Oh yeah, you find this thing. And it's like, Oh, this is really cool. So yeah, that's how long I've been doing HVAC. Here. All right, cool. No, I'm glad. No, I'm glad to hear a little bit of that backstory. That's good. Yep. Well, Hey, this has been a great conversation. Um, and so thank you again for sharing your story. Um, and, and like I said, it's, it's great that you were willing to be open and honest about everything with your family, with work, you know, stuff that you've had to deal with. I mean, I, I mean, it's great to hear that, you know, yeah, not everything is sunshine and roses out there. Um, so again, I do thank you for being open and honest with everything. Um, but again, you know, I'm glad that you're on the other side and that you are basically going out there and ready to go out there and, you know, take it, take Nevada by storm out there. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for having me for one. And thank you for everything that you said. You've been all so very kind, everything. I appreciate it. And yeah, I was, Sure, absolutely. Definitely a little nerve wracking opening up like into a little bit more of the details about my family and stuff at first, but I'm glad that I did because I'm sure a lot of people can relate, you know, our parents parents were tough in that generation, you know. Oh yeah, absolutely. And again, that's, you know, that's why I have this because again, if it sparks someone else's interest that they go, you know what, I've had to deal with my own stuff. And if it inspires someone else, then, then I've done my job in this sense. So again, thank you. And I hope you have a, a good night. Then. You too. I'll talk to you here soon. I'll shoot you a message on Instagram. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. All right we'll see you.